0: Hello everyone and welcome to Mahita Talks. I'm your host Sherry Altergut, the Chief Experience Officer at the CX Edge. Well we have a treat for you today. We are in our last podcast of 2022 ending um, three years going into our fourth year of doing these podcasts. So first, I'd like to thank everybody for sticking with us these last three years. We hope the content has been relevant and valuable to you. We look forward to our schedule that we are already started planning for 2023. Uh, to round off the year, uh, we have a very special guest. We have Katie Yates. She's the Equipment Distribution Manager at Carolina Handling. Welcome, Katie. Thank you, thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. Um, You know, the end of the year podcast is always, you know, it's a sense of, we made it through the whole year. We like to round things out um, and I'm really excited that you decided to join us today. So thank you. I, I like to start a little bit of just getting to know you better and kind of your role within the organization as we go through this conversation. So I was hoping you could give us a little bit of background of, Carolina handling, and then also how you got started in this industry. Yeah,
1: so Carolina handling is a is the Raymond dealership for most of the southeast. We have seven depots. Um, we have a little over seven hundred associates uh, that handle North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, Alabama, and the Panhandle of Florida uh, for all all Raymond forklifts um and i got started with carolina handling i I moved up to the carolinas from florida personal reasons and was kind of looking around didn't really know anything about the industry found carolina handling and although i didn't know anything about the industry i knew i found a home with carolina handling and just really kind of found my people and it's just developed from there
0: that's awesome i've worked with carolina handling uh in the past i was part of a raymond dealership and i know that carolina handling was always a standard within the organization and there's some great people over there um what would you say maybe you can explain a little bit what your role is there and what what really drawed you to it what you really love about your current role so
1: i am the equipment distribution manager and basically what that equates to is Um, Once the forklift is built at the factory, um, everything that happens along the way from the time the forklift leaves the factory until we deliver it to the end user kind of falls down to one of my teams. So really part of that distribution model and how we manage um, getting the right equipment out to the customer timely and accurately is really where we focus our efforts. Um, I I really love what I do here. I love the people, of course. I love the people inside Carolina Handling and all the relationships I've developed throughout the dealer network. But mostly, I really love that we're a solutions provider. I think that you see that kind of all throughout the Raymond Network. But um, to know at the end of the day that we came through for that customer, that that customer was always put first and that we've done everything that we can do to make that customer experience what it should be um, is really kind of, you know, what keeps me going every day and what I really enjoy the most.
0: And these days, that's certainly no small feat, especially getting equipment to customers on time. when they need it, as they become more and more challenging, you know, certainly over the last few years. Um, oh,
1: definitely.
0: And I know in your role, you're in a management role, and you've managed both men and women. And I was hoping to kind of drive the discussion, just maybe around some gender differences in the workplace. Um, do you have a different style or have you noticed any differences when you're managing men versus when you're managing women?
1: um yeah i think naturally that kind of just happens i mean you know, really it really comes down to the individual you have to manage every individual differently and um you know what what their drivers are but i think for women you know there's a an added dynamic right with their family at home and normally they're the caregivers and you kind of have to work through that a little bit but um mostly in the communication between men and women men definitely i think like to be communicated different um than women do um But really just understanding that person and and what drives them and how they want to be communicated to, I think, is really important. And, And that kind of helps build that relationship and that bond that you have with that individual.
0: Yeah, I think that's such a great point and something we don't talk about enough is that management really is more about the individual um than necessarily what their background is or what their gender is or what their race is um that it all comes down to individuality um so do you have a mixed team do you have both men and women on your team today
1: i do yes so i have mostly men um, but i do have a few women we do have um, a couple of technicians that are women here at carolina handling one that i work with um, on a daily basis so it is a mix and uh you know everybody brings their certain strengths and their talents to the team and really it's what makes us successful as a whole yeah
0: um you know to get to your position and you know in the material handling industry i think we have certainly come a long way we talk a lot about getting more women in this space um and i think anybody getting to any higher level position in any company has to overcome some challenges so i was curious as to what maybe specific challenges you've faced to rise to your position at carolina handling today
1: yeah i think um this industry is just generally kind of intimidating to women um and coming into it i really wasn't sure about the industry i didn't know a lot about it so coming in and learning and kind of playing catch up to what the industry is in general I think was kind of right out of the gate where I really had to kind of put my focus and, and understand that. But then continuing to rise through the organization, um, really just kind of having those networks and and understanding, you know, how to go about building those relationships, I think was key for me. Um, and and I'm just hard-headed enough that I didn't want to stop, you know. So when I'd get that feedback, uh, in the beginning I would internalize it and really try to reflect on myself, but then I've learned that those are all teaching moments, right? moments that I can learn and, and be a better leader, be a better associate, be a better mentor um, and being able to cultivate that and really kind of use it for good, uh, I think has really been instrumental in my growth here um, and just having confidence in myself and in my abilities.
0: Yeah, confidence is so key to that. And I wanna go back to something you said in the beginning You know, I think there's an intimidation about what you don't know and the industry is so big and there's so many different elements to it that I know starting out, it can certainly seem like I'm never going to know all of this stuff. There's just way too much to know. I certainly felt like that when I first came in. Um, How did you learn about the industry? What resources did you use or, or tools or how did you go about that piece of it?
1: Yeah, I was really lucky when I started. I started out as a rental coordinator, so I had to really get involved with the equipment, understand the ins and outs of the equipment. I was surrounded by a really good team and a really good group of people who have been here for many years and been in the industry for many years. So spending that time with them and and soaking up all that knowledge and them investing that into me uh, has been really key to me understanding um, the industry as a whole. But I, honestly, I've been here 15 years and I still learn something new every day.
0: Yeah. I hear that. And I do worry sometimes, especially with people coming into the space and a lot of the work from home initiatives, which I think is a lot of benefit that some of the education pieces are being lost in today's environment. Just because I agree with you, I mean, I learned the same way about really doing and and going to distribution centers and seeing how the equipment worked. And I don't know if the newer generation today is getting as much of that hands-on experience that to me, I think is the foundation of really learning in this space. Have you had any of those issues that you've had to try to kind of work around and still make a space for education, but still accommodate the value of work from home? Oh yeah, I would
1: agree with that so much. I think that a lot of times um, you know, we see new hires or people come on or or the the newer generation, that are not in the office every day and they're not part of just the conversations that you hear people have just in the office you know talking about a certain order or a certain customer and um, when they're not here and they don't see it and they don't hear it they're missing out on that opportunity so really how do we continue to train and coach and and teach our people in a remote location um, is is sometimes a challenge Uh, i think we've done a good job here of trying to you know be in Purposeful with having people come into the office and and making the most of that time when we do have them and have different programs or different opportunities for them to learn about the industry or the equipment or or you know even what we do inside our organization. Um, but it, it's definitely a challenge, and I think it's one that most organizations we need to evolve and and continue to to figure out better ways to do that.
0: Agreed. There's always a better way. Right. Um, yeah. You know, I think going back to to women in the industry and there are a lot of women in this space in the industry. We've certainly made tremendous inroads, you know, over the last 20, 30 years. But I still see a tremendous lack of leader of women in leadership positions within the organization. Um, so what do you think are the benefits of having more women in leadership driven positions as opposed to, you know, grassroots types of positions?
1: Mm-hmm. I think, well, I think anytime you can have diversity in in leadership within any organization, um, you're really going to benefit from it. I think women tend to, you know, be maybe a little more detail oriented or or look at something from a different perspective. I think that women probably tend to, um, when they're working with an individual or coaching an individual, they kind of look below the surface and really try to understand different aspects about that person or or about their life. So um, I think that women definitely bring a different, um, like I said, a different perspective to to leadership as a whole. And I think as long as we're not um, afraid to speak up and have a little confidence in what we're doing Uh, I think that we can really add value overall to an organization and the direction they're going.
0: Yeah, I I totally agree with all that. And then, you know, there is a a profitability benefit to it as well. I mean, I think with the different perspectives and all that, it makes the organization better. Um, But I think, too, people need to start looking that... The customers that are purchasing material handling equipment, they have changed and evolved, which 20 years ago, every single client was, every buying decision maker was a man. And I think today you're starting to see greater diversification on the customer side. And I don't know that material handling industry side has quite caught up with that. So there's a real tangible, just financial benefit to having more women in that space that know how to communicate maybe with women buyers or different types of male buyers. And so I just think overall there's such a tremendous asset to elevating more women to leadership positions in this space.
1: Oh yeah, I would agree with that. I, I don't see a lot of women um, in sales in this industry. And I think mm-hmm. that the more direction you know, the more we move to that direction, I think you're you're spot on.
0: But what would you say is the barrier to more women being in leadership? So what do you believe? Why don't we have more women in those positions today?
1: You know, I think um, I think that there's not a really large network. I think that we're lacking a network for women leaders. Uh, you know, finding that key network, finding those key mentors, finding someone who's going to pour into you Uh, It's so important to your development into becoming a leader. And I think that there's really just not that big of a support group out there in general for women. And I think the more that we can foster that environment and and pour into our next level of leaders, I think that we can change that and really see more women coming along and encourage them um, to have confidence in themselves and what they're doing.
0: I, I totally agree. You know, it goes if you if you can't see her, you can't beat her. And the more examples that we have, like you and other women in leadership positions in this space, I think, certainly help um, that cause. But, you know, I'd say it's up to all of us, you know, men and women within the organization. It's not a woman's issue. It's It's a people issue. And both men and women need to be part of the same page you know, in helping achieve that dream. So I I totally agree. You've mentioned the word confidence a few times and when we've been talking today. And and I love that because I think it's such a foundation, you know, of success is having a level of confidence. Um, And I think people struggle with self-confidence and there's a lot of imposter syndrome. And, you know, how did you really get to a place where you're confident, you know, in who you are, but also what you do.
1: Yeah. I, you know, and I, I guess I mention it a lot cause it kind of resonates with me because it is something that I have struggled with, um, throughout my career, you know, and, and like I said, early on, I would get this feedback or this coaching and I would kind of internalize it and, and look at myself as like, what did I do wrong? But being able to turn that around and really use it to propel me forward, I think has been important. Um, the other piece of it, too, is I had to kind of stop and look at myself and say, you know what, people are putting me in this positions, right, um, to to go and do this job or to take on this team or take on this project, and they had confidence in me, why don't I have confidence in myself? So really kind of being able to understand that and, and look and say, I do have the skills, right, and I do have the abilities, and, and they do want to hear what I have to say, so... It you know, I mean it's nothing that happened overnight. It's something that I've had to work on, but I think it's been such a key foundation for me and my development and my growth is to know that yes, I am equipped to do this job and yes, I am equipped to run this team and um and make a difference in the organization.
0: Yeah, and I think that's a great point. I think confidence doesn't mean you're lacking any level of self-doubt. I mean, I think we all have certain levels of self-doubt, but it's kind of pushing through that. And I think really just being authentic, I think a lot of times people just try to pretend that there's something that they think everybody else wants them to be, and they're not that person. So immediately your confidence level will go down. But if you're authentic and you own who you are and you, you know, make it clear that you know things, but you also don't know everything. You know, I don't think any of us, even in the highest levels of any company, nobody knows everything. And accepting that that's okay, but being honest about what you don't know. And I think that's a piece that sometimes people get afraid to be like, Oh, if I say I don't know this, or I ask this question, you know, it's gonna make me look bad, or people are gonna think I I don't know enough. And sometimes I think women feel a, a deeper pressure to always have the answer to always, you know, know what that next thing is and that realization that you don't have to, you don't have to know everything, you know, but I'm sorry, no, I was gonna say,
1: it's funny that you bring that up because in the beginning of my career, I felt like I was chasing what everybody thought I should be or what, you know, they wanted me to be. And I found that I wasn't being myself. And because of that, I wasn't being um, as impactful or successful as I, as I could be. So kind of once I centered myself and got back to what I do and what I know, Um, that's when I really started seeing the growth.
0: Yeah, thank you for sharing that. And I think it's something that a lot of people struggle with, you know, and I don't think they want to be somebody else, but they want to fill whatever mold that the company has set out for them. So, you know, I think there's a lot of elements to being confident, and I think time is absolutely just a big key piece of that. But it's also a continual thing that, you know, people have to work on, all the time, you know, consistently. Right. Uh, We had talked a little bit about just kind of, it takes an organization to really promote women. And you had mentioned mentorship and learning. How would you say that women can support other women within an organization? Yeah,
1: I think, um, you know, being there and developing those relationships, you know, I think that's really important. And I think, it's easy for us to understand the perspective, you know, of course, women to women, right? And where we're coming from and how we communicate. So being available, making sure that we're pouring into that person and, you know, we're listening to them, we're, we're developing them, we're coaching them, um, but putting ourselves out there and, and being, you know, just being that encouragement, making sure that we are there, that we are creating these networks, that we are creating this, this feedback and this relationships, I think is so important. Um, I feel like as a woman, if I'm continuing to advance in my career and, you know, and really develop and learn, I need to be able to give back. You know, I can't just solely focus on me and what I can do, but how do I develop a good team? How do I develop good associates that are going to pour into the organization uh, and then are going to help them, uh, you know, achieve the career goals that they want, whatever that may be, whether it's leadership or not. But how do we continue to, to develop that?
0: Yeah, I think I've seen, uh, you know, too much woman on woman crime I- in my day where, uh, you know, I think there's certainly tendencies sometimes to not be supportive of each other. And it's stop looking at it as a competition. I think it's right. looking at it as we're all in this together. And no matter what department you're in, no matter what company you work for, you know, we're all in it together and we all succeed when you know individuals succeed within the community and um i think there just needs to be a refocus on that and that we can support each other sometimes when you think of support people think about it of you know a woman like yourself in a leadership position supporting women coming up and that's certainly a a very key element to it but there's other parts of it where it's women that aren't you know in the higher ranking positions yet supporting those women that are and it's not you know it's a two-way street it's not just one way or the other and that we all need you know to participate in uh, the elevation of women in this space okay um you know we talked about we're always certainly looking for new initiatives to bring more women into material handling like i said we've made tremendous strides and i say we i had nothing to do with it it was really you know and a lot of the people that came before me um but what tips would you give to to women starting out in this space
1: yeah well um i would say don't be afraid to step out don't be afraid to step out and learn something new to take on a new challenge Um, Be willing to put yourself out there. Be willing to speak up. um, Be willing to to make yourself uncomfortable to grow. Uh, We're not going to get anywhere if we just stay in our box, if we stay in what feels right or or feels comfortable. Um, But how do we make an impact? How do we make the organization better? How do we make the industry better? Uh, And and that's really just challenging ourselves and and not being afraid to step out and, and do what we know we can do.
0: I love that i think stepping outside yourself is so important to grow um so katie you have made it to our final lightning round of 2022 i don't know if you know how big of a deal this is but it's a pretty big deal okay um so i have 10 lightning round questions that i'm going to ask you i tried to make them as appropriate as possible i'm going to ask you the question you're just going to give me what comes to your head first um, this is just our way of getting to know um, members and guests a little bit better. So are you ready for the final writing, lightning round of 2022? Oh, I think so.
1: Hope let's hope that confidence
0: kicks in now. <laughs> All right. I-, um, I like to start off easy and it gets progressively harder. Okay. Do you prefer social time or alone time? Alone time. Amen. Um, do you have your own Netflix account or do you use somebody else's? I have my own and I supply many others. (laughs) Same. Um, what is not a big deal to most people, but is torture to you?
1: Oh man, that's a good one. Hmm. Not a big deal to most, but torture to me. You know i really hate when people say same difference that is something that just
0: drives me nuts i don't understand that saying you know now that you say it out loud i'm kind of like yeah i don't know that it makes no it doesn't make sense to me would you rather be in a zombie apocalypse or in a robot apocalypse oh my gosh
1: um i guess zombie apocalypse i feel a little more comfortable killing them than i do the robots all
0: right um what object do you misplace or lose the most Mm,
1: my glasses i
0: was like you don't have them on now did you already lose them today no they're sitting here next to me so (laughs) yes Give me one thing that you dislike about Zoom meetings. Oh, um, I I just,
1: I, I, I like the personal connection, and I don't feel like you have that through a Zoom meeting.
0: What would you say is your favorite holiday tradition? Hmm
1: so my family we go camping for thanksgiving every year so that's probably my favorite we've been doing it for about 12 years now and that's that's the thing i look forward to the most
0: that's fun do you do like a turkey over a fire like roasted or like no my dad fries it so he'll do a deep fried turkey for us that's cool yeah um in chicago camping season is definitely over by november oh yeah (laughs) Uh, do you make any New Year's resolutions?
1: Oh, no, I don't. I, I figure was- stuff I need to work on all the time. So. <laughs> what was your first job? Uh, driving a tractor. Uh, so, my uh, cousin had a land clearing business. I'm originally from Florida. He had a land clearing business. So, um, that's what I would do. I drove a tractor all summer, and that was my first job.
0: Hey, you get a nice tan on that probably. Oh, it was fantastic.
1: I stayed yeah, in shape like... it was tan. It was amazing.
0: Um, would you rather walk to work in heels or drive to work in reverse?
1: Drive to work in reverse. I don't want to go anywhere in heels.
0: <laughs> well, Katie, you made it through our lightning round successfully. I don't think I was able to stump you at all. So that's fantastic. Um, do you have any parting words for our listeners today?
1: Uh, you know, I just really appreciate you taking the time to, to have me on here. It was, um, a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it and I hope everyone
0: has a great holiday season. Well, thank you so much, Katie. And thank you to all of our listeners, especially for your support through 2023 or 2022, um, and going into 2023, as I've said, we've already started building a content calendar. If there are topics that you're interested in hearing about in this next year or guests you would like to have on, uh, please contact somebody at the Mahida office um, and we can talk through that with you. But we certainly look forward to providing you more content uh, through the next year and years to come. So thank you, everyone, and have a, a great end of the year.